the truth is, is like our subconscious is really malleable and it needs double the positivity to outweigh the negativity. And I um, sometimes, like I have friends who will remind me, they're like, well, Leslie, you, you were homeless two other times before that. And I was like, I was? Because I wasn't focused on what was happening to me that was negative. I was focused on what was happening for me that was positive in those things and how they, like, they're helping me get closer to where I'm going. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, you. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the profound conversation I had with Amy Ledeen in our last episode. <laughs> I love, we're just going to leave profound in because it's not a word I use, but I love what I think of my husband every time because it's something he uses all the time. If you haven't listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now, go back and listen to that one, and then come back and join us. Or be like me, listen to this one, and then now that you know all the good stuff, go back and listen to the other gold that we could not bring into this shorter version. So we have some quick announcements. Um, I, I've been thinking a little bit about um, Cambodia lately because, and like in a, in a way that like, I'm just like reminiscing, but also sad. It's been over a year since we've been there. If you don't know us very well, we used to go two, three times a year. It has been over a year. It's been over a year. The last time we were there was March last year. Yeah, we we were flying in on March 14th as like the world we was were shutting flying down. Home. We we're flying home. Excuse on me. On March 14th. Yeah, flying home, and uh, oh, it was such. I it was so sad because I was like, how long are we saying goodbye to this place? And I did not think it would be a year. I just thought like it'll be. No, like, I thought it was be, be a couple months. Yeah. And then, like I figured that our trip that we had planned for later that year was gonna be fine, and we were gonna be able to, you know, sell a retreat and go and hang and and yeah. see our friends and family there. Yeah, and I just so so. Anyways, the announcement here is we really miss Cambodia. <laughs> I've been looking at pictures the last. Five years of us going there and looking at all the different retreaters and just, you know, thinking about each person we met because that shared experience is something that you, you, like, you cannot repeat. Even though we keep going back to, um, Cambodia, we've had several retreaters come back with us multiple times and it's always a unique experience. And so just so you know, we are going back someday. We are constantly refreshing the website to see if they're letting us back in yet. Yeah. And you will be the first to know when we can go back. Uh, babe, Tell um, me. we have an audience question to respond to. Do we? Do we? We do. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. I made this question up because, <laughs> because um, you may be wondering, like, 
I I thought you might be wondering while we're doing this debriefs, um, and this is our first week of the podcast, and so you haven't been able to ask us anything yet. And so this is our little shameless plug to ask us anything you want. Big AMA, as Brad likes to say it. AMA. <laughs> ask <laughs> me anything. We can call it a- AUA. <laughs> ask us anything. Ask anything. Yeah, you could just DM us at the pod and ask. Yeah, um, be you at know, pod on Whether that's a question about us or whether that's a question about you know, I don't know, business, Pilates, work, life, you know, love, friends, why, dogs. Why we got three dogs and, and how we feel about that. Brad knows a lot about cactuses at this point. <laughs> okay, so I thought you might want to know why we we're doing these debriefs. And so I thought I would let Brad talk about it because we are big podcast listeners and we we love pods that have these. Yeah, I mean, we, we you know, we both... <sighs> It's definitely um, um, borderline obsession, the amount of podcasts that I listen to, at least. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, once you taught me about, like, like, once I got okay with listening on 1.5, and you don't have to listen to us on 1.5, I'm a fast talker, so. Yeah, I listen to things on 2.0, and I blast through these different pods, and I feel like I'm uh, going back to college half the time, and then I'm actually able to get through the news that I want to get through every day, yeah. which, you know, before I never had, who has time to sit down, plop themselves in front of a TV for an hour, and listen to one person? Well, like, I, come on, I can get through that hour program, I can get through two of those one-hour programs while I'm walking the dogs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and also the ones we listened to were on TV, and then they took the commercials out, so it's like even yeah. shorter. Yeah. Yeah. No, when I'm on my run and I'm listening to my news podcast i'm like i just have to remember that when they say tonight it was last night you know i gotta keep my dates in line but anyways yeah i mean i think the bigger point is that we because when we walk we get the chance to chat each other up on the things that we are learning about and discovering and you know whatever and and we thought that it would there's always like a commentary to the pod or commentary mm-hmm. to the news or commentary to the book that we're listening to. And, you know, I was excited about the interviews that you've been doing and I started talking to you about them and you were excited and you were telling me about them. And I was like, we should just have another yeah. episode that where we're, we're, ta- we're kind of talking about what you, yeah. uh, what you discovered or what you covered with your guests. Basically you are in on the dog walk without the dog walk. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and it's so fun because, you know, I love I love hearing what Brad's takeaway of something that I also experienced because he sees the world in a much different light than I do. And so if you are I'm a big ideas, big vision person, and he definitely likes to go, okay, but how do we do that? And he gets really like into the nitty gritty. When I when he said you can ask about cactuses, you can ask him about cactuses. <laughs> You can ask me, and I'll be like, well, this is the ones I like. I like the ones that look like this. I like the one that's like a cigar. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what they're called. So that's why he's here. It's I just thought, Thank you. <laughs> you can say that one more time. It sounds so pretty. Um, so he's here because, A, I love spending time with him. B, I thought it would be so fun for you to hear us talk about these interviews and what our takeaways are and get two different perspectives. And so with that. Awesome. Let's get into this interview. But before we do, here's the deal. You may not know what is what it is that you want to be right now or what you want to do right now or any of the things that like make you excited about life. But 
I promise you that when you prioritize your time for yourself, that things will show up for you, that there's a practice to prioritizing yourself. And I fully believe that my Pilates practice is me showing the universe that I prioritize me and how I feel and connecting my mind and body. And so with that, I want to give you a free class at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash be it. So that's onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash be it pod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. Okay, and now... Let's talk about Amy Ledden. Oh, sorry. Let's talk about Amy Ledeen. I know. We did this. I did this to her. <laughs> On the pod. Yeah. I heard that and I laughed. Know. And then I literally did it. You just did it. And here's <laughs> why. This is the thing. Y'all, I said it would one way. And you're like, no, I think it's another way. This is like two years ago we met her. And I'm like, no, no, it's this way. And we had this discussion back and forth. And then I heard her on another podcast. And that host must have said it the other way. And then we've convinced ourselves it was one way. And even when I hear her on her podcast, I don't hear her say it the right way. And then I freaking did it to her. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. And we just did it again. So you know what? You're never going to forget how to spell it. (laughs) Well, Amy uh, is... I mean, she's awesome. She's a, she is unbelievably inspirational, uh, as a human being, um, as a mom, as a cancer survivor, as, I mean, what a, what a, an incredible outlook on life when, when, you know, slogging through some really emotionally devastating situations. Um, and, uh, and she bears her soul on her own podcast. She is the host, um, of, F it, F it. Uh, and, uh, she's an online wellness trainer. She has been an online wellness trainer for more than a decade. Uh, she's the most amazing mindset hacks. Uh, she loves to share those hacks and, uh, and, and, and the tips and tricks that she has used over the past seven years as she fought cancer and won. Yeah. She just recently got news that she's cancer free. Yeah. And man, it's just, it's just jaw dropping to listen to her. She's she's something she's so special to both of us, like as a friend. Um, and I remember, you know, last fall when she told me she had cancer again, I like it was so hard not to just like cry because on the call with her because she's just a dear person in my life and I have calls with her every other week and yeah. but I couldn't do that because I know that she is a mindset queen and she she can't have anyone like think anything negative around like a, it's like a negativity free zone around. Oh my God, is she going to die? Like none of those you can't. So I just had to like, and I think that was really helpful for me. It was like, okay, I got to be strong right now. And we're just going to think positively right now. And it was a good, good, like a lesson for me, even though I wasn't the one actually going through it. And now she is cancer free. And we talk about that in the podcast. So let's talk about something um, that I loved in the interview. She said, that it is so important to find one good thing in the middle of the mud. And I I freaking love this, y'all. In my coaching group, 
um, for fitness business instructors, we have a rule. You can, you can have a moment. It's called, I need a moment in the channel. You can have a moment, but I literally will go back. Even when the person I can tell cried right in the post and go after like all the love and I see you and this is awful. I will literally go, don't forget to post your win. You got to find something good in the middle of the mud. You've got to find a win in your day because our brain it really does search out for things we believe to be true. And that's why we have to be very careful because thoughts become facts really quick. The more you think something, the more you believe it to be true. And then you, just by sure nature, we want to confirm how true we are. So we seek out the information to prove ourselves correct. And we actually don't see any of the other stuff. And so in the middle of the mud, what is one good thing that's happening? Like when I was, um, when I was homeless and without a car, without this, I was like, "What's one good thing right now?" Well, I don't have to clean the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love this, uh, this. Um, I want to call it an analogy, but now it could. Be, it's an analogy. I love this analogy because uh, I, I think, I think we can kind of take it to uh, take it one step further uh, in the middle of the mud. That your mind will create a stepping stone that you will use while you're going through or going across the mud, right? And that stepping stone is your choice, uh, what, you know, what kind of stone it's going to be. And it will be negative or positive. It depends on what you dwell on. So even though there's the mud and all the crazy that's happening with life and things are difficult and tragic, that stepping stone you create will be the thing you're dwelling on. So you, you're, you know, if you're focused only on the negative, that stepping stone, your mind's going to look back and remember, oh, this stepping stone, that's what got me through it. Yeah. Right. And if your focus is on how bad and how, you know, life is happening, you know, like, like, like everything sucks and it's the worst, or, you know, you can look at this and it's your choice to look at it and go, there was still a silver lining. Mm -hmm. I know that's another one, but, uh, you know, there was a good thing that, that happened here. And, uh, you know, and your mind will dwell on that instead. And instead looking back on the path, you can go, wow, look at how crazy that mud was. But that, that one like lifeline got me through. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think like, you know, I hear a lot of parents who do like two roses, one thorn or whatever, like, you know, that kind of a thing. And I think, um, I hope they go the reverse though. I hope they do a thorn and then two roses because that's really good. Um, but <laughs> here I am telling parents like, this is how you got to do it. But the truth is, is like our subconscious is really malleable and it needs double the positivity to outweigh the negativity. And I, um, sometimes, like I have friends who will remind me, they're like, well, Leslie, you, you were homeless two other times before that. And I was like, I was because I wasn't focused on what was happening to me. That was negative. I was focused on what was happening for me. That was positive in those things and how they like, they're helping me get closer to where I'm going. And so sometimes I have to have friends remind me of like the crap that I've survived. And I'm like, Oh wow, I'm even more awesome. But anyways, the point is find one good thing in the middle of the mud. That was my favorite. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, what did you love that she said? <laughs> well, uh, I, I found, um, <laughs> she said something very, at the very end, which she just kind of <laughs> threw in there and she was like, well, you know, my inner bitch versus my inner boss. And I was like, huh? You know, like, I, <laughs> I thought that was, uh, that, I thought that was hilarious first off. And I, and then I, and then I thought, man, that's, that's, uh, th th like, we all have that, uh, you know, angels on your shoulder kind of a, uh, thing where, like, in, in our, in our minds, we have that mental conversation with ourselves, 
I know you mentioned before talking about negotiating with yourself, your inner bitch versus your inner boss. Um, it's like negative self-talk versus being it, yeah. right? Be it, right? And, and, and one, what her, in her example, she was talking about how she uses her, her inner bitch is definitely no, like noticing things that she's frustrated with, right? Yeah. And then she, again, chooses how she's going to view that, um, with, with the, you know, finding that one good thing in the mud. But her inner boss goes, all right, well, if my inner bitch is so frustrated with this, then tomorrow I'm going to make this change so that because I, it's clearly this is bothering me. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to do this about it. And she's very intentional about it. And then she has a lot of different uh, tips and tools that she talked about with writing things down. And she has her her cards and she has all these other, uh, you know, things that she does. And, you know, so she focuses on it. She identifies it with her inner bitch. She focuses on it with her inner boss and then decides what she's going to do about it. And I thought that was, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. I, I First of all, it's like, I mean, not already to me is an action step and we haven't even gotten to the action step. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I, you know, we, we have that self talk. All of us do. You can call it your inner, but you can call it, you know, the devil on your shoulder. You can call it your negative self talk, but like whatever you're saying to yourself is something that is bothering you about you. And the best way to like squash that isn't to like, just like listen to it until it's done. No, it's just going to keep getting louder. It's like, okay, well, what action steps can I take to quell that? Because it's obviously something that's bothering me. That's what she does. It's her boss moment. So freaking love that. I love that it made you go, can't see my head, but he tilted his. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So now I want to talk a little bit about the actions items that Amy Ladine said she recommends to being it. So, Brad, what was your favorite action item? Yeah. I mean, remember the be it, uh, you know, what bold, executable, intrinsic and targeted action items can we take away from her, that combo that you had with her? Um, you know, there was something that I thought was really interesting uh, she talked about software updates. Of and, course, you love this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, clearly that's what what I gravitate to. Uh, anything tech, right? But uh, I, I I thought that was fascinating. Uh, what she described, she she said, you know, when she has a win, uh, she goes back and takes notes on her win. She she writes down what was you know, what the problem was, and then she writes down what the solution was, and not just the solution, but how her life benefited from the solution. Like, how, what changes did she see in her own life when that win happened? And it's, and then she she puts it on a card, and she puts that card in a drawer, and this must be her win drawer or her whatever, you know, her software updates drawer. <laughs> because when she is really having a hard day, she goes back to that that drawer, pulls out that card, and then reads it, and it's this incredible uh, way to, you know, reset. You know, yeah. she called it a software update, but, you know, basically it re- remind herself 
of something that was tangible, that was so positive in her life, so she can, again, dwell on the positive instead of wallow in the negative. And I thought, man, that is just a really incredible, uh, you know, life hack. Yeah. <laughs> a mental life hack. Yeah, she, I mean, I, I every time I get to do a, I do a call with her, like, I get these little tidbits because she just talks about how she does it. She literally does these things and she like lives them so much. She just talks about like everyone does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you know, you got to your soft when you do your software upside down. I'm like, yeah, when I do those, note to self, like, <laughs> get up. If she can, y'all, if you're like, I don't know how she does it all, she is, she just has a lot of boundaries and she's very intentional and that's how come she can do it all. That's how she can do this with five kids. I don't have five kids, so I could probably find the time to write my software updates down. And I highly, if you do that, please tag us on the pod on Instagram at be at pod and let us know. So, uh, my be my biggest takeaway was she was like, go all in on being it, which this, I forgot about this. So her whole thing was like, if you lose the weight, get rid of the clothes because otherwise you're subconsciously hanging on to that old self. And that's, she's an online fitness trainer and, and she's lost over a hundred pounds and kept it off. And like, she, you know, she taught, she shared like how, like one of the times she lost the weight, she didn't get rid of the clothes. And of course, and then she ended up like, that's telling her brain. She, this isn't real yet. This isn't staying. This isn't going to last. I remember when I left my job in retail, I went to the Lululemon store with money I didn't have <laughs> to l- get at least two weeks worth of of leggings and tank tops and everything so that I was like, you are a teacher now. And so you have all the, like, this is your work wardrobe now. Because before my work wardrobe was dresses and and jeans and shoes and like all these nice and jewelry. Like I had, I mean, I have so much jewelry. I still have it, but like that was my work wardrobe. So I had to like, I had to go all in and make sure that like, this is it. You have enough clothes to do this job. And so I love that. I think that whatever it is that you're wanting to do, if you're like, I want to go all in on my health and wellness, then go through your cupboards, go through your schedule, like make sure that that your wellness is scheduled in, go all in on being it. I love it. I I think that's, uh, that's really interesting. I think there's a couple, um, <laughs> that makes me think of a uh I I kind of never went all in on on working in startup companies. I always kept one foot in the restaurant world still. Like I kept a restaurant job even though I had a full-time job during the week, I still would work Friday or Saturday night at a restaurant. Uh I did it for years. I worked in restaurants for 13 years and probably for Six of those years, I also had a full-time job because I never truly believed that my my full-time job was actually going to stick around and pay the bills. I mean, I was working in a volatile volatile environment, but I I never truly committed. In fact, I still have my name tag yeah. from working in a restaurant. And how, like, so let's just talk about how, like, that didn't help you. Like, like you obviously were probably working a lot, and then oh yeah, so you were not sleeping that much, and um, you know how good I am at sleeping. Yeah, yes, it so, is, but no, certainly not. Yeah, so I mean, like, can you can you tell everyone like why why that probably like if you look back and you could see like is there anything you go gosh I maybe I probably like if maybe these things would have gone a different way or maybe my life would have gone a different way if I had just gone all in yeah i think i think it's you know it 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 comes down to the subconscious decision making factor right like i could always just say whatever i just can go back and work in food 
right? Or, um, you know, you know, like when you're pushing really hard to make the business work, um, maybe instead of going that extra mile, you just think like, all right, well, if this doesn't work out, it's okay. Right. And that's not good for you. That doesn't make you go like, that doesn't make you take the big risk or like do the thing or, or, or go like really go big on it because you're certain. I certainly wasn't being bold. (laughs) That's that's for sure. I think another thing, another, I was thinking about this, um, what, when, when, you know, before. So basically I, I think how's this applicable to people in the fitness world? Um, I, you know, there's always a moment in our, uh, um, uh, career, uh, our service, industry career where we begin to resent our our customer our client probably because they're assholes and they demand so much and they don't appreciate us and it builds this amazing resentment <laughs> tell, tell me how you really feel <laughs> i mean i didn't work i didn't work as a teacher but i i worked as a i i, I had a web development company and sometimes i was like my these, these stupid clients need to just like all they need, they need to learn how to make a post all by themselves or they're not appreciating me or whatever it might be. And I, I decided like, I, I heard this guy um, make this, this uh, uh, he was speaking to a, a crowd and I was, I happened to be there at the event. And he said, you know, when I, when I left this incredibly stressful job that literally landed me in the hospital with an anxiety attack and, and I wasn't even 40 years old, he said, when I got out of that, he said, the first thing I did was I sold my company and then I made this amazing decision that I was no longer going to work with assholes. Those assholes, whether they were my friends, my business partner, my family, my clients, I wasn't going to take them on. I wasn't going to partner with them, work with them, nothing. He said, I want an asshole free life because I don't need that shit in myself, in me. To me, that is so bold and so intrinsic and like that is being it because like when you draw a line in the sand and you like burn the boats, like Tony Robbins says, burn the boats. You like you make different decisions in your business. Well, it was scary for me because the first thing, like I was sitting there as I had this web dev company thinking, man, I want to fire five clients literally right now. And, and I was like, but I can't, I need the money. Right. And so like, it was this fascinating, like, okay, cool. I got to start to shift here. But what, what, you know, while I didn't just go like (laughs) scuttle my entire income, what I did do was I decided at the moment, okay, any future client that comes on, I'm going to love them. I don't need a a shouting match with a client. I don't need someone who's going to threaten that they're going to sue me. Like I had some crazy things happening because I needed the money and I, and I made the decision at the time. I'm that's not going to happen anymore. Like at this point, I'm going to only work with people who are awesome and, and then slowly get rid of those clients as they replace them with new ones. I, I love that you share this because I think that is really a great example of what will happen to you if you don't go all in on being it because had like, not, not to judge like how you ran your website business, but had you been really bold from the outset, even though you needed the money and said, these are the only clients I will work with. This is how you work with me. If you want to work with me, this is how you treat me and how I will treat you. These are the expectations we can have. If you went into it like that, with that bold, this is who I'm going to be in my web development business. You probably wouldn't have had those crazy clients, but when we are half in or we're a little worried or we're like not trusting of the outcome, 
we tend to make excuses for things. We bend our own rules. We say yes to things we probably wouldn't have said yes to. Well, look, I, I also, you know, I don't think I knew any better. Oh, that's also true. You know, like when when we first start out, we are are I think there's a there's a, a sense of confidence, like the mindset side. Uh, like there's two there's only two parts of the business: there's how you think and what you do, right? So I. I thought if I could just get a client, I can slowly leave my job, right? So that's how I thought. So then when I went out to go get a client, I was like, you're going to pay me? Yes, I'll take the gig, right? Whatever. I was like, I'm, I, I just need that. And then I was like, there's someone else who's going to pay me. Then there's someone else who's going to pay me. Okay, this is great. I mean, I was working way too much for hardly enough money with clients who suck. And, and then slowly over time, I began to realize <laughs> These people actually need me. They can't do this without me. I'm working two times as much for the pay that, 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 that I'm getting, and these people suck. So, I mean, that took, unfortunately for me, that took years. Yeah. I think, I think the best thing, though, is that, like, anyone listening to this who's like, ugh, do I have to go through that? You don't. You actually just heard how shitty it got, went for him. So you can actually learn that. And, you know, something that someone told me, they didn't tell me. This is how much I listen to my podcast. They were, like, in my ear, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Like we were having a conversation and they said, the host said on their podcast, you can't use the excuse. You don't know how to do the thing anymore. Like if this is what you want to do, enter whatever it is you're trying to work on right now, then you need to act as if you are the person, basically be it. And then being that person, what would they do if they don't have to answer this question? So if you are going all in on being X, and you're like, but I don't even know what X, how X does it. Then you use Google and you find podcasts with people who've done the thing that you want to do. You find interviews with people who've done the thing you want to do. And you actually do the research because guess what? When you are the boss, when you're truly being it, there are a lot of things I don't know how to do. And I don't go, oh, can't do it. Don't know how. Or I don't go, let me. <laughs> let we, would, me. we would never move our company forward if we didn't like, yeah. just make things up, yeah. you know. Or like, <laughs> let me just swim over here in a bunch of mistakes for a while. No. I go all in and I go super bold. And then I ask the Internet questions to get the answers that I need to do the executable things, to figure out the targeted next steps. And then I filter it through the intrinsic value of why I'm here to do what I do. So that is my tips, our tips on going all in on being it, because it could be really nice to hear. Go all in. Be on being it. You do you. You do you, boo. But like the truth is, is that I hope what you heard in Brad's example and my example is like actual examples of how to go well in on being it and i'm just so grateful that you're here thank you for listening to us thank yeah. you for letting us be part of your life you could be doing a lot of things right now and we're just so grateful to spend part of your time with you um so we are so grateful keep coming back keep sharing this podcast tag us on instagram be it pod with your takeaways um we will reshare those and we just want to get to know who you are more and um and how you're using these tips and then you know Catch us on the next episode. Thank you so much. All right. Cheers. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you 
Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. you see it is a production of as the crows fly media it's written produced filmed and recorded by your host leslie logan and me brad kroll kevin and bell at desenio handle all of our audio editing and some social media content our theme music is by ali at apex production music and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco franco special thanks to our designer jaira mandal for creating all of our visuals which you can't see because this is a podcast and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time.